Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. News team, assemble! And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, we are back. It is a shotgun edition of the unofficial 40 podcast as uh, Oklahoma has officially announced uh, their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator along with some uh, uh, stash staff additions or uh, keepers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Jeff Levy announced officially as the offensive coordinator of the Oklahoma Sooners, uh, and that's all that we're going to talk about today. We're not going to mention the other guy. No, Ted Roof was announced as a defensive coordinator as well. And a lot of people, like uh, like all of us, have been getting nonstop texts from our friends, who is Ted Roof? <laughs> oh, man. And, you know, if, unless you follow Ted Roof and or you're a family member of his, you probably don't know where he's been coaching recently because he coaches a lot of places. A lot. I knew the, I knew the name. But I'll be honest, I had to Google the name. Like, I'm familiar with the name Ted Roof. Just I know he's a college football coach. I didn't necessarily believe that he was actually going to be named the defense coordinator at Oklahoma. I just keep telling myself the best defense coordinator in the country has hired Ted Roof to be the linebackers coach. When we all thought Brent would be the linebackers coach. I don't even know if Josh is alive. I think this might have killed him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm just, I'm stunned. Like I, and I get that people would say, you know, well, this is a guy that's got a lot of background and ties, and you know, he he's going to know how to run Brent's defense. And I, I get that. That that's fine. But if he's just a figurehead, like, doesn't it? Kind of makes sense to go get a real active recruiter, young guy, going to hit the road real hard, you know, that kind of stuff. And maybe Roof can do that. But when I look around and I talk to some people about kind of his recruiting background, like, I, it's not there right now. Again, I, Brent Venables is a one of the best defensive minds in college football, of, of really of his generation. Like, so you're gonna you're gonna give him some leniency on this deal because he he clearly got the offensive coordinator higher right like I think we can all agree on that um and that that's to me that's the bigger question because let's say things do go bad with Ted Roof you still have Brent Venables to fall back on like you're gonna be okay um it's just one of those things where I I think everybody was hoping for something that kind of got you know kind of carried the momentum a lot like Levy gives them some momentum offensively you kind of wondered if the defensive coordinator would do that and like you said it's not I don't think it's anger so much as just kind of like surprise. Really? That that's the guy. Yeah. I think that like, and that's kind of what you said. And that was my first thought, Josh was just the fact that if, so if 
if BV's still running the defense, which I think everybody kind of feels like that's going to be the case, even though he said that wasn't going to be the case on Monday, I mean, I still think that Brent Venables is going to have a big say in everything over on that side of the ball. Why wouldn't you go hire a, a dynamic recruiter? He, Ted Roof just doesn't scream to me somebody that, uh, you know, the current day player is going to want to go play for. That's just my personal opinion. Ted Roof was fired before a bowl game one year by Gene Chizik. Well, he had one of the worst yeah, I, I mean, defenses in the country. He Was he the coach guys, the, at, the, at Duke before Cutcliffe? Did Cutcliffe take over for him? Yes. I believe there is that's nothing correct. that says that on Ted Roof's resume that you go. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, that, seriously. Like, I mean, the look, fear. The, stuff. the fear here. And I said we weren't going to crap on this hire. I mean, Brent Venables deserves to, to any kind of grace does. that you I mean, that you he should be given. Like, this is the he hire that he's does. making. He deserves to make this hire. He deserves it not to 100%. be criticized until it sucks. But God, I hope he's not bringing. But that. In, I but that's he, what you're bait. I hope he's not bringing in another. That's what you're basing this on. I hope he's not bringing. Like in you're another, basing. I'm never going to talk. Oh God, Jesus, go ahead. I hope he's not bringing in another Tim Kish or Ruffin McNeil. That's all I'm saying. I, Why do these coaches do this to us? They hire people that uh, are old, and clearly the game has passed them by a little. I don't know about Ted Roof, but we've seen this a couple of times. And I love Tim Kish. Great dude. Should not have been at OU. Yep. And, I mean, to bring him in was one thing. To, for him to stay as long as he did, that was... See, Brent, it's but, not that we're but, against you, know, you. It's just that we've been burned a lot lately by these types mm -hmm. of hires. Especially Ruffin. The, My God. I mean, the... Ruffin was a disaster. I think so. The last two head coaches had some. We can some guys say it now. Free, we can say it. Lincoln yeah. Riley is gone. Ruffin McNeil was the worst hire that I've ever seen in my professional career. The guy could not even stand. I don't know how he made it through practices. He was in terrible physical condition. He it, it wow. was it was Man, work. That's a little harsh on. It Ruff, was work like for him. Just to walk into the You're interview. Sending me into PTSD. He was he sweat profusely just being interviewed. I mean, it was it was. I'm I'm getting my rough and McNeil edge, rage out, I guess. But hopefully, this is very different from that. Guys, the the thing that also confuses me about this is you know Brent and, and I mean and Brent means loyalty when he talks about loyalty. You know, and he had that quote in the in the press conference. If if I've been anything. I've been loyal, and he, and he's right. Like that, there's there. He's above question on that. I so you feel like he would build a staff that would operate as such. Since 2009, he's Ted Roof's been in eight places. Like that's not a lot of longevity, and I realize some of that is beyond his control. There's coaching changes. Like some of that stuff happens, but I mean, the only place he stayed anywhere for any real time in that stretch. Is his alma mater, Georgia Tech, where he's had a couple of stints. It's, you know, and like I said, I, I want to hear what Brent has to say about the hire. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what you know, he brings to the table, uh, what he does as a coach, you know, why it is that he saw something in him to make him a deal. Like, he deserves the right to at least speak on that. I didn't give him sure. that. I didn't give him that right because I already yelled about it. But uh, <laughs> I'm not like, like, I'm just, I'm just. You know, like everything else, we just vent a little bit. I'm not. I, look, 
here's the things where it could be positive. It could be that, as J.G. Tate told us, awesome dude, loved loved some of the stories he told. And even I've been texting with someone who knows Gene Chizik, uh, and that's why I mentioned that Chizik fired him before bowl game. But even Chizik had high praise for him as a person. So really good dude. Now, what does that mean for recruiting? Like, Josh, that's the thing. We're going to find out really fast with Kobe McKenzie uh, if this works. Like, if the recruiting yep. part of this works with Ted Roof. Yep. That's that's going to be really interesting. And, I, you know, I, I wish I had answers for everybody right now. Kobe and his family have kind of, kind of just gone under the radar since, um, I guess, the night following that Brent Venables visit in uh, Lubbock, which was, I believe, Wednesday, if I remember right. Um and so, you know, I, I can't really verify, deny, you know, it just kind of is what it is. The, uh, again, though, as a position guy, no matter what you, I mean, th- this is, again, this is where Brent gets so much leniency on this because he's, uh, worst case scenario, Brent Venables could become your linebackers coach and he's as good as there is in the business. Let's face it, this so, is Brent's defense. I mean, right. regardless of yeah, Ted Roof or not, this is, is Brent's defense that's getting ready to be run, and he's going to be overseeing it. I mean, it's not like he's just going to be able to take a step back and say, oh, Ted, you know, you're responsible for all this, so if it goes bad, you're next on Like, no, he's going to be wholeheartedly into coaching and implementing his defense at Oklahoma. Yeah. You is know, it also guys, fair, I, is it, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, is it also fair to say that, like, from the shit show that we've seen on the defensive side of the football over the last eight years, are Oklahoma fans in any place to be judging who's going to be calling the defense? Can it get any worse than it has been? Seriously, can it get any worse uh, than it has been? I mean, I will say there's no way it's going to be worse than the lowest of the lows. But, you know, I mean, guys, we the last two years, it felt like the defense was moving in the right direction. Like, I mean, I realized there were... There were ups and downs this year. I mean, there, there's no question. Sure. But it certainly seemed to Listen, be trending right. As long as the guy doesn't like giving up third and 15s or third and longs <laughs> and taking the best players off the field in the biggest series of the game, to be completely honest, I don't give a fuck who it is. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just think, you know, it has it's just to not all. A very sexy hire. No, it's not. It just all has to work. You know, it all has mm-hmm. to. The recruiting part of it, the coaching part of it, uh, you know, to not be a weak link. And I, yeah. you know, I don't think he will be. I mean, if you have Brent Venables as your head coach and uh, he's one of the best defensive coordinators in the country, he's not going to let him be a weak link. So whatever it is that Brent sees in this guy, he'll explain it to us, and then maybe after hearing Brent, we'll say, okay, that makes sense. That that's the hire now because it should. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we come away from Brent Venables talking about it, we say, I still don't get the hire. That's a problem. So there's something about this guy, Ted Roof, that Venables thinks is going to make his program better at Oklahoma. We're going to have to is, wait and find out what it is. Because it does the what it says on paper doesn't tell you a thing. Is it a draw into the southeast portion of the United States? Does that do anything for you guys? I mean, he has been at Georgia Tech, Auburn. I mean, Vanderbilt. As they make the move Duke. into the SEC, yeah. Um, he knows I know how we're the game a ri- is played. <laughs> we're a rival site, but I, I I went to because we just don't have coaching pages. We don't, so I went to twenty four seven, looked at theirs, and it, it will list some of their you know bigger all time commitments. 
The biggest one he's li- listed with, and this name is, I, you know, people might remember it, Philip Lutzenkirchen, the guy from Auburn that, that, um, I believe caught the touchdown to beat Alabama that year with Cam Newton and then was on that national championship team. And I think might have, I think, didn't he die like a couple of years ago, like the car accident that or something terrible? sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sad deal. I'm a young, young guy. Um, but I mean, like, It'll be interesting, like, cause there are guys that, um, a good example is Tim Kish. Uh, I mean, I hate to draw that parallel, but Tim Kish opened a lot of doors for Oklahoma on the West Coast. He maybe couldn't walk through them all and close the guys, but Tim knew a lot of people. He had good relationships with a lot of coaching staffs. So maybe from that angle, maybe that's, maybe that's what he can bring in recruiting is, Hey, all these young guys, you know, and I know we'll get into the defensive end hire that we actually can confirm, even if it wasn't part of this initial release by the way we just had a um, massive holy shit moment breaking dan lanning to leave georgia to become oregon head coach wow wow that's from uh, atlanta journal constitution he wanted a head coaching job there's no doubt about that mm-hmm. I, I i've heard a lot of people that thought he was real real close to getting this job um, yeah we we know those people to to the point there were maybe even some conversations had about like what the staff might look like kind of thing. So um he he thought he was a contender for that. That's I, I it's a good hire for Oregon. I like that. I mean, I it'll it's a really interesting thing because Oklahoma and Oregon in a lot of ways have some similarities as jobs. You know, we- just north of major recruiting regions, you know, kind of major powerhouse in the state that they have to recruit that struggled as of late, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Should we be worried that maybe, you know, there's so many people that were worried that, well, if Lane Kiffin ends up taking the Oregon job, does that mean anything for Jeff Levy? Does this mean Ted Roof to Georgia possibly as the defense coordinator? Yeah. Yeah. I got to look out for that. That could be. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually a little surprised that it's not Chip uh, Kelly. I thought that that was kind of a reunion that was. Maybe that was, sounds heaven. like that was the misdirection, the publicly getting it out there that they've asked for permission. Sounds sure. like they were. I mean, they had to be closing the the Dan Landing deal while they were asking that. No kidding. Oregon, yeah, I bet you're right, Gary. Oregon learned from Cristobal. You've got to recruit, and Chip Kelly does not want to do it. He just won't do it, and that's. I mean, you know, like I said, I mean, I and I, I heard some people when when Landing was, um, you know, kind of reportedly, like I said, kind of maybe talking to some people about who might his staff might look like. Like he was. Thinking very hard about what the recruiting picture was going to look like, from what I what I gathered. I just like so, it because it's going to make it harder on Lincoln Riley to just grab every kid that, out there. That dude will recruit like a monster. I I don't think there's any question. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, like I, I mean, I guess we get back to to the oh, but I mean, side Josh, I mean, Josh, one of the things I mean, going back to Ted Roof, you know, Brent mentioned this, Eddie, you know, this like. Maybe two or maybe three times. I mean, he's mentioned a lot, you know, making the move from the Big 12 to the SEC. He's very mindful of that. He's mindful of getting this program ready to make that move. How are they going to do it? How are they going to get ready? I mean, uh, Jerry Schmidt was the first piece, and we haven't had a pod since that broke. Um, but getting getting your strength and conditioning program back, that's that was number one. Uh, Jeff Levy, number two. Uh, and you know, having a defensive coordinator was was the third step. So there's something about Roof that he feels is going to prepare them for playing in the Southeast Conference. And, and you know what? And if nothing else, if it's just a comfortable hire, 
that he that's what makes him comfortable as he makes this move for the first time, so be it. You know, and like, may, yeah, I, and maybe I, maybe I don't particularly like the hire, but it's not my not my shit. And maybe it's a deal, like he wouldn't admit it publicly, but maybe Brent knew you can't bring in some strong-willed young defensive coordinator that's going to uh, you know not defy you, but maybe you know want to do his own thing. This is a guy that basically, in my estimation, is just going to uh, continue to um, preach Brent Venable's defensive message. Well, it's a lesson you can take from... A little bit of a lackey, if you will. From from what I think saw Jeff Levy so interested in coming back to Oklahoma, beyond, you know, being an alumni and all the connections he has to the school. $2 million. But he knew... No, yeah, sure. No matter what, at Ole Miss, no matter how good that offense was, every oh Lane Kiffin's offense is incredible. Lane Kiffin's oh, offense yeah. is incredible. Jeff Lebby was the play caller, the designer. Like that had, I mean, don't get me wrong. Lane Kiffin's a good offensive mind. He is, but Lebby was never going to get the credit he deserved because it was run by an offensive guy. Same sure. thing in this case where a lot of really promising young defensive coordinators are not going to come. And work for Brent Venables because it's going to be like, well, look what Brent Venables is doing. You know, look, look at, yeah, look at all this, point, you know. Point. And so I, I think you get some of that. And that's why the, the alley guy made some sense to me. And again, you know, it is what it is now. It's going to be Ted Roof. And I think he knows, I mean, he's been a year around Brent. I mean, obviously the guy's coach forever. He knows what Brent wants to do. They can, you know, I'm sure they can get of the same mind. To say, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is what we like. This is, you know, for Eddie, this is what we like in third and 15, you know, that kind of thing. So they, they can kind of have a like mind on these things and kind of, and, and Brent clearly knows he can work with him. And maybe that's why you heard some of the names that you heard, like Brandon Hall, um, because it, it wasn't going to be a splash hire as a defensive coordinator, because mm-hmm. Brent is the splash hire when it comes to defense. Yep. Yeah. You had to make a splash on offense, and you got one with Levy. The defense, I mean, you know, uh, like I said, I mean, there's – to me now – that that's to see what they do around yep. everything on the defensive side of the ball. We know about Miguel Chavis. Is it Chavis? Is that how you pronounce it? I've been going, I've been going with Chavis like John. Chavis? Like that, that's, okay. Yeah, that, I mean, but I don't know that that's right. That's just sure. – that's the way I read it. Um, like, yeah, I, but I, I I'm with you. You need uh, to land some recruiters. The, the, yeah, they need to go get guys that can obviously recruit at an elite level. And, you know, I, I think that it's it's pretty obvious that the last cornerbacks coach was a pretty damn good recruiter, but the performance on the field, I mean, was a little bit left to be desired, wasn't it? I think that's fair. And I think there there were personnel decisions, guys, that didn't make any sense to me. You know, like I was no, talking no, about, no you know, the and that's the parallel I was I, I meant to get, you know, kind of draw was when I was talking about Roof being kind of transient, you know, getting all over college football. That was like what we saw in the previous regime as far as like, well, that doesn't fit the mold of what we're told they want. They keep running out these DBs that are not what they tell us they're looking for. So, you know, but, you know, the thing the, the thing that does help is Brent Venables. Like I said, when I talk to these recruits that he goes and visits, I mean, offensive guys, defensive guys, whatever – Everybody's like, he's impressive, you know, like just, just blowing people away with his, you know, kind of his message, his story. Like they, they love what they're saying. So that can mitigate, you know, again, if Ted Roos, a guy that fits in great on the staff and he's, you know, he's going to call the game the way Brent wants it. And Brent can kind of 
you know, be the recruiter to kind of help out, you know, kind of, you know, smooth some of that, then that's fine. Like if they can work together in that way, then, Hey, great. No problem. That, that, that's the thing. People are assuming Ted Roof can't work. It can work. It's just, I guess I would say not inspiring. Like you don't see, Oh yeah, this is how it's all going to come together. You've kind of got to watch it play out. Um, ETW it's now being walked back that, uh, the report that Dan Lanning, oh, they're walking is the back? next Oregon coach is inaccurate. Ooh, somebody on the West Coast slapped down the Atlanta Journal Constitution. No, Wilner. it's John Talty who actually worked for AL dot com. Ooh, multiple oh. sources have told me the report of Georgia DC Dan Lanning being the next Oregon coach is inaccurate. SEC going after Atlanta going Journal Constitution. How do you Ooh. run with that? I don't really know. Yeah, senior had, sports editor and SEC insider. Yeah, it's not from being Hale. reported by a uh, Oregonian beat writer. Oh, you know that, that those guys are territorial. They're coming after people. UO source says Oregon has not offered, nor has the job Ooh. been accepted by Dan Lanning. Wow. Somebody you, got played. How do you burn that? That's somebody getting played. Hey, who reported that first? Atlanta uh, Journal AJC Constitution. Wait, wait a second. Towers. Wait a second. Could this be another Dan Lanning to Oklahoma scenario? And Dan Lanning has figured out the button to push on all these pre-written stories. That'd be awesome if he did. Like he has some sort of hack where he can see. That is. That's the second Dan Lanning story, uh-huh. isn't it? Yep. I forgot the OU market yep. had one. Oh, yep. my God. He really He's a hacker on the side. <laughs> That is amazing. Now it's just up to Chip Towers to come out and say it was an error to, that the story was published. Oh. Chip Ayers really a, is that a Chip Towers? Is that a real person? Apparently so. According to the Atlanta, he's in the byline. It does sound yeah. like a made up Somebody name. Jump the gun. AJC.com. Yeah. I'm definitely on their so site. So weird. Uh huh. This is not a <laughs> spoofed web HTML address or anything. That's wild. ACCP, I guess. All right, I need your attention because it is dead soxy deal time. We welcome you to the holiday 2021 sale. It's the buy more, save more sale from deadsoxy.com. Here's what you get. 25% off any order using code BOOMER. 30% off any order of $120 with code HOLIDAY30. 40% off any order of $240 or more with the code HOLIDAY40. Let me do this one more time. 25% off any order using code BOOMER. 30% off any order of $120 with code HOLIDAY30. 40% off any order of $240 or more with the code HOLIDAY40. Each tier has a code that must be applied at checkout. Free shipping on all orders of $60 or more. Each order over $120 will also get a free mesh bag while supplies last. Stock your sock drawers, have a wonderful holiday season, and as always, stay soxy. Okay, so Josh... Let's talk about some good stuff, Yeah, Josh, let's talk about things that are happening on the recruiting trail because... Uh, for anyone not paying attention, if you're not a subscriber to The Scoop, you need to be. We've got our half-off special going until Sunday, so you're running out of time for a great deal to get a full year uh, of, of coverage from Soonerscoop.com. 
Uh, but Josh, a lot of recruiting stuff going on, a lot of the visits being made. Kobe McKenzie commits to Texas. He takes it off of his page. Um, obviously, uh, there are a few things here that could happen that could take everyone from worry to excitement. So let's detail a little bit about what's going on in recruiting. Yeah, so I think you started at a good point with Kobe. You've got him, um, you know, and obviously our our site, uh, you know, our our members as a whole have a great relationship with that family. His father has posted on our board for over a year now, been a very active guy, Um, you know, always never like secret, you know, one of those like Sooner fan one, like he he posts under his name. He is who he is. And, um, you know, I – Heard when, you know, like when, when he de- or when he committed to Texas, I think that went a little faster than maybe some were expecting it to. Uh, I'm sorry, when, when Kobe committed to Texas, that went a little faster than people were expecting. And I think once Oklahoma had a chance, you know, I know that night, um, Kel Gundy had reached out and kind of said, Hey, you know, just we've got our guy now. Give us a couple days. Yeah. They were in the dark ages a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we want to get out there. Like we let, let Brent come talk to him and just see, you know, what he says, what he thinks and talking to Will. I mean, I, and again, Kobe hasn't spoken at all really since, um, you know, I'm sure he's spoken within his house and to his friends, but he hasn't (laughs) spoken publicly. I don't think he's he's taking a vow of silence. (laughs) He won't speak to anyone, even his own family. Um, so I, he, he kind of, you know, um, he sat down with Brent and like I said, from talking to Will, I think Will's exact quote was like, Brent was awesome. He he was incredible. I would, I would have signed up on the spot, <laughs> I, I think was his exact quote. So, you know, Brent, again, you put Brent Venables in the living room, he's going to do okay. Like uh, anybody, oh. I, I was talking about this on Twitter today, people thinking that like, oh, you've lost some headway is a recruiting head coach you don't know brent venables like that dude is a recruiting monster um he really is he's very good at it um well it's like you I, said on twitter earlier josh i mean you look at you think oklahoma's had a bad week look what's going on at clemson right now the place yeah. that bv's leaving i you know I, I we can get into that kind of side story in a second if we want to but um yeah, you know, so I, 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 Kobe, you know, Will messaged me, uh, his father messaged me later that night and was like, Hey, we're going to go silent for a little while. We just kind of want to work through this thing, figure everything out. Kobe's playing in, you know, the biggest game of his high school career, uh, tomorrow. Um, uh, excuse me, tonight, Friday night. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm not used to us recording on a Friday. It's throwing all my timing off. Um, and, uh, you know, a chance to go to the state finals. They win tonight and they're going to the state finals. Um, I don't believe Cooper's ever done it before. I saw him in his last time that he played in the state semis. So I told Will I wouldn't come just because I was apparently a bad luck omen because the last time I was there, they lost. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I think Oklahoma could, could flip him back in the right direction. He's got, so, I mean, guys, he's, he, he's been to Austin once. Like that was his first time to go to Austin as I, I think ever, but definitely as a recruit. Um, yeah. So, he just has so much familiarity with OU. He loved what he heard from Venables. Obviously, Venables being the linebacker guy that he is, that that's going to make a ton of sense to him. Like I, I, and I just think there's a lot of people in that house that probably prefer Oklahoma for him. So um, I, I think that could end up as a good Kip, story. Kip Lewis as well. I mean, how much does that really play mm-hmm. into what you think Kobe would do? 
I, I think it's meaningful. I do. I don't. I don't think it's everything. But you know, those guys had spent the last what six, seven months. Uh, you know, now for when those you say that don't know, it's meaningful, you mean like mm-hmm. he, his his meeting with Venables and his his kind of uh, solidification, I guess, of his commitment. Yeah, yeah. I, I met. He tweeted out. I believe that was Thursday morning that he was um, that he you know he t- tweeted out a picture of him and Venables together. And, uh, you know, that it went really well and something, you know, some kind of something reference to what Coach man. Yeah. 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 And so, um, he, you know, he tweets that out and then I just hit up Kip. I wasn't sure if he'd get back to me or not. And he goes, yeah, I'm solid. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm all in or something like that. And I was like, okay, great. So ran that. And I didn't, and it took me a second. I was like, Kip and Kobe were planning to be roommates. Like I remember having that conversation with Kip about it. Um, I think it was on one of our scoop HD interviews, honestly, and so, you know, I think it's big because, I mean, guys, you know how that gets. Like, you get a plan in your mind for a long time, even if you break out of it, like the idea that, oh, I could just go back to that. That's that's always kind of enticing. And now, you know, Kobe, if, if he likes Venables, he feels good about it, he feels like that's a better option than OU, he can go right back to where he, you know, wanted to go and pretty much, you know, with the exception of basically changing, um, you know, some of his coaching staff, has the same scenario you wanted. You know, Kip's going to be there. Uh, a lot of that 20, uh, 2022 class is seeming to start to hold together a little bit. Um, so, you know, I, I think there could be some things that he would like there and that, that would work for him. But, you know, of course, we'll see. I don't think it's decided or anything. But I, I like where OU is uh, for a couple of different reasons with Kobe. I got a question for you, Josh, and this is weird. Maybe this is just me. But, you know, you and I spent so much time covering Brent and his recruiting like I remember last year watching Kip Lewis uh, in the state playoffs, and he was—they were showing those games a lot on Fox Sports Southwest or whatever it was, Valley then. Um, R.I.P. I know. Um, and like I would see Kip Lewis play, and the first thing, in, the first thought in my mind was would be like, "God, that's a Brent Venables linebacker right there." Like I never, I never stopped thinking of linebackers in terms of Brent would love this guy or Brent would not love this guy. <laughs> you're not wrong like there is some and and honestly kip reminds you some of a guy like keenan clayton yeah real athletic sideline to sideline kind of almost a a tweener of a you know a strong outside you know strong or a sam you know kind of however you want to look at that um so there, there is uh there, there's some parallel there for sure but yeah i i he's got to be excited because kip a sideline to sideline linebacker i mean that's that's a Brent guy all day, every day. Um, I remember, you know, Brent saying, I just want guys who could do more than I could do, <laughs> you know, and then that, that sounds about the, you know, the, the kind of story there. But yeah, he's, he's a guy that makes a ton of sense. He compliment Kobe and he compliment each other real well because Kobe is a big, yeah. sturdy dude. Yeah. I, I, people that haven't seen him don't realize that's a big kid. Um, but the, moves okay. well. By the way, um, let's hit, uh, we don't have a lot of time here, but let's hit on a couple other sure. things. Sure. Um, guy that that maybe surprised you the most that he seems like he is sticking with Oklahoma after Lincoln left, or maybe guy Ooh. that they've they've made the biggest gains on that surprised you. This new staff. Um, I would probably say the the guy the guy that surprises me the most, and I've I've commented some on it on Twitter is is Jake Taylor. Um, mm-hmm. Being a Las Vegas guy, knowing all the USC connections to 
to uh, to Gorman. I mean, it, it makes all the sense in the world that he would have looked, but that dude, he never hesitated. Like, it never was a thing. Um, another one I could say is Jason Llewellyn, the tight end from Alito, that um, – Guys, I'm, you know, girlfriend is a softball player at Texas Tech. Uh, actually tweeted out, you know, about his visit when he came out there last weekend for his official. And, you know, everybody that listens to this pod knows my respect for Joey McGuire. That dude is a recruiter. I mean, they've got Quinn Ewers strongly considering ending up at Texas Tech. That's a sentence I never thought I could utter. So, I mean, Joey McGuire can get after it. And for him to come back and almost instantly be like, I'm good. I'm set with OU. You know, that's, that's a huge, I mean, that's a big win, especially guys with what that tight end room could look like. If they had lost Helms and him next year, that could have gotten real weird real fast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I, I think there is, um, I think those are a couple of guys. It seems like things are going well with Gentry Williams from what I can gather that that seems like a good, good connection at this point. But yeah, there, there's a lot that, um, that Oklahoma's done. I mean, I guess, you know, I, Carrie, I don't know if you want to get into the, the two big time floor, you know, I guess former Florida commitments that were, um, that'll be up, that are, I think, on campus already at this point. And, uh, yeah, Nick Evers, mm-hmm. Nick Evers, the quarterback from Flower Mountain. That, yeah. Just as far as the, the real and sincere interest in bringing them up and kind of the effects that Levy will have. And then I kind of, I want to, I want to round back into the, uh, IMG stuff as well and players that have decommitted. Could Oklahoma get involved? But let's do the offense first. Sure. Um, what, you know, I guess what, it just seemed like it was so immediate after we found yeah. out that, okay, Jeff Levy, it's official. He's going to be the guy, even though it hadn't been announced <laughs> for him to go and immediately go to Evers, immediately go to Jaden Gibson. It was pretty telling, wasn't it? It, it, it really was. I, you know, and I, I thought it was, you know, cause I had talked to somebody who told me that, they were, they were, Levy, if everything, you know, they cleared all the NCA stuff they needed to do and all the little paperwork and I'm sure, you know, finalizing his contract, all those kind of things, that he was going to be in home with Nick Evers at 630. And, you know, other staff members actually set that up for Levy because again, he wasn't part of it. He couldn't do it yet. So I, I, you know, and obviously he and Joe John are real close. So I'm guessing that was something Joe John kind of arranged. Um, but yeah, so. So he sets that up, and then literally I look when he finally tweets that kind of goodbye to Ole Miss. It's 631. Like, he knew exactly. I mean, he was probably sitting in his car outside the Evers' house like, well, I got to do this before I go and actually officially. Because, I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear. Nick Nick Evers' in-home visit is the first thing Jeff Levy did as a representative of the University of Oklahoma. And I kind of thought, well, let's see how it goes because I know – um Talking to some people, the, the Napier in home the day before with Florida, when, um, you know, he came in to meet the family for the first time, didn't go that well. It wasn't, and I don't get the impression it was ugly or bad. It was just, you know, they, they felt like it wasn't the right mix. You know, the, the personalities just didn't really click. And so you kind of thought, well, let, let's see where it goes with Lebby. Well, I think two hours after Lebby sends that tweet, Jaden Gibson, Evers' good buddy and also former Florida commitment, sends out a tweet of, uh, yeah, Oklahoma just offered me. So you're like, okay, I guess that visit must have gone pretty well. So, and now they're, they're both going to be in Norman this weekend. And I, uh, you know, we had our, um, we put up the Sooner Scoop about one o'clock and they were both in my commitment predictions. I've got forecasting for both of them. I think Oklahoma is in a very good place for both of those guys. What, what kind of pickup is that? I mean, I, I think to go from not taking a quarterback in the 2022 class to, I, 
for all intents and purposes, kind of having a four-star dual-threat quarterback basically fall into your lap. I mean, that, isn't that just kind of how spoiled Oklahoma has been at that quarterback position for so for uh, you know the last five, six, seven years? Oh yeah, I mean, guys, you're talking about un, I mean, undoubtedly by some distance the highest ranked uncommitted quarterback in the country. Not only, you know, and I guess it doesn't shock you that he'd be interested, but he's in North Dallas. Like, I mean, it's like it really couldn't have written itself a whole lot better for Oklahoma in this scenario. Because, I mean, it's it's just right in their wheelhouse recruiting zone. And Levy had had some relationship with him when he was at Ole Miss, and they really liked Levy, you know, the, the little they got to talk to him. So there was there, – there's just all these things that just kind of converged to make this perfect. And then you throw Gibson in. I mean, guys, that's a that's a Rivals 100 guy. I think we've got him as the number five receiver in the country, number six, something like that. I mean, this seven. This is a big time dude, six five, one ninety. Another Florida guy. I mean, it would give Oklahoma a pair of elite Florida receivers on their roster if they, you know, you assume Mario Williams hangs around. And then you've got weird stuff happening, like Evan Stewart tweeting about this feels like a movement or something, or a, I can't remember what it was. Um, and now I, I don't know that OU is going to have any chance to get involved with Evan Stewart, but it's the Nick Evers thing has a lot kind of far reaching feel like it wouldn't shock me if a few other guys pop up between now and the February signing day that are like, yeah, you know, I've been talking to Nick for a while. I'm, I'm kind of interested. Yeah. And that's going to be interesting to see with so much uncertainty out there. Are there going to be big names that don't sign? And I mean, this might be the first year that, we see OU really involved in the late signing period. I, I think you're absolutely going to see that. I mean, you've got uh, Ahmad Moten, the, the big defensive lineman from Cardinal Gibbons in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, that, again, I guess, you know, Miguel Chavis, Oklahoma's new defensive end coach, that, again, wasn't, oddly enough, wasn't even part of the introduction release today. Um, I guess maybe they wanted that focus to be on Levy and, and Roof. Um, but he's already been out on the road recruiting. Uh, Moten has told people, like, including our Ryan Wright, uh, our Southeast analyst, that he's going to take an official to Oklahoma in January. Uh, his teammate, uh, R. Thomas, and I'm going to forget, <laughs> I'm going to blow his last name here. Hang on just a second. Uh, now, of course, it didn't pull up for me. So, R. Mason uh, Thomas. Yeah, R. Mason Thomas. That's what it is. So, um, he is a kind of pass rush defensive end from, also from Cardinal Gibbons. He is committed to Iowa State right now. Um, sounds like he is thinking he'll visit and he's not planning to sign until February because, and I tweeted about this like a week ago and everybody's like, well, it's going to be the same for everybody. But there is, I don't think there are a lot of schools more well-placed to take advantage of this chaos in college football with all the coaches moving in all the different directions than Oklahoma. Cause they've got a lot of spots available. They've got new staff coming in guys that, you know, from different places that like this guy or that guy. And there's a lot, you know, and plus they have some guys already there to kind of hang on to what they've got and they can build off of it. So I think Oklahoma is well positioned to actually be pretty active January if they can find some guys they like. And it's it's clear, guys, Brent Venables is not going to sit on his hands. I kind of wondered if he was just going to punt to 2023 and say, hey, you know, maybe we'll pick up a guy or two here we like. They're making offers. They're being active. They're, they're not going to just sit around. If they see a guy they like, they're going to they're going to take a run. All right, I know we were a little over what we said we were going to go, so uh, I just have just real, just okay. real quick. Anything, sure, sure. anything to Chris McClellan? 
Well, he's on campus today. I mean, he uh, that's from him. Uh, he, he and his dad were coming down. They're going to stay in Norman tonight. I think probably go back, have one final meeting. And then I believe they're heading to Gainesville to go meet Napier for the – or, well, uh, at least be on campus, I guess, with Napier for the first time. Um, I There's a chance. I mean, I, I'm not going to rule it out. I, I think it's possible. Um, I I definitely get the impression that some of the people around him that weren't that enthused about where OU was – you know, under the previous regime are kind of like, well, you know, Brent Venables is kind of a dude, you know, they, they, they buy in maybe a little more to the idea sure. of him than, you know, Alex Grinch and some of that staff. And that's, you know, that's certainly no shot at those guys. That's just the impression I get, um, you know, kind of talking to people from that area. All right. There is a lot more going on, uh, but we'll have to let, uh, let Josh and, and the guys tell you on uh, the Crimson Corner. But, uh, as I said, we got until Sunday, uh, we've got our half off annual promotion going on. So if you want to join, now's the time to join. Uh, if you, uh, it may be another year before we ever have a promo, uh, again. So, uh, we don't do them often when we do do them. Uh, we, we, we try and let you know as much as possible. So we don't have to keep answering that question. When's your next promo? Like it's now. So sign up now, uh, or it may be a while. You may just have to pay full price when you want to get on the scoop. So, um, till Sunday, half off. Scoop fifty is the promo code. Go sign up if you're not a subscriber because there's going to be tons and tons of recruiting information coming uh, leading up to the initial signing day, and like I said, even after signing day uh, with this new new uh, coaching staff. So, thanks to Josh for taking some time out on this Friday. Thank you, Eddie. Uh, Bob Persbillo is uh, writing I've- stories as always. So go check those out on SoonerScoop.com. Go ahead, Eddie. I will tell you this. Early indications of uh, Jerry Schmidt's return to uh, Norman. Mm-hmm. I can share that I was told he walked into the current weight facility and said, this isn't a fucking CrossFit gym. <laughs> There's going to be some changes ahead. That's uh, awesome. Do you, I, I heard, uh, I think Gabe and Teddy joking about the burning of heart rate monitors. And I think that there's got to be some sort of ceremony <laughs> where Jerry's just like, I don't give a fuck about that. I was I was told it is noticeably he's back is is all I was said and uh, I just I I thought that was pretty funny. That is very funny. All right, that's gonna do it. We'll see you guys next time. Uh, we haven't had a regular scheduled pod. We'll get back to that at some point, but we felt it was better to kind of give you guys little bits and pieces at a time, and so that's what we've done. So hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you back here next time for another edition of the unofficial forty podcast from SoonerScoop.com.